don't allow inertia to set in. Like keep taking the next step from that that place of good feeling. Trust the next step because the magic will continue. This is the Live Into Your Brilliance podcast with me, Al Kenny, and my partner in crime, Mark Billows Bilby. This is the place where we shine a light on the brilliance and the truth of the human condition, whilst blow up the illusions that get in our way. Hello, my friend. Nice to be with you again. Indeed. So what's on deck today? What have we got? Well, it's the first time we're going to do one of these, which is uh, an episode based around a question from uh, one of our followers. Um, And it's a little bit of a... It's a little bit of a tribute episode because the person who sent us this question, unfortunately, is no longer with us. Uh, so it's a friend, former colleague of ours, Bill Munsett, who we both worked with and, and knew pretty well, who unfortunately passed this mortal coil uh, suddenly and recently. So it felt right to kind of bring his question and make it the first one because Bill was a great guy who always knew how to ask super questions and make you think about things differently and uh, mix things up a bit. So I thought that'd be a good way for us to uh, to enter into the arena of taking a question. Had I known we were going to do a, a question from Bill today, uh, I would have worn a Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> he, was, uh, he was famous for showing up every Friday. He claimed we should be wearing Hawaiian shirts just to remind ourselves that uh, we shouldn't be taking ourselves or life too seriously. And just to inject a bit of color and fun into the workplace, he was a such a lovely character, and um, yeah, we'll miss him. Yeah, no, indeed, indeed. And uh, you know, what's lovely is his son got onto his LinkedIn account, and you know, just to let people know. And you realize with someone like Bill. So for those that didn't know, Bill, Bill was a a leader in the L and D world, kind of uh, looking after the the development of people in different organizations. And it was really cool to see all the different people, you know, that he'd impacted, you know, making sure they'd supported them. And and then like your little anecdote there, just, you know, reminding everyone, hey, it's not too serious. And at the same time, like you can kind of get after whatever it is you want to get after and, and kind of helping lay that track for them. So he was a, he was a cool bloke, that's for sure. Yep. No, he was a cool dude. So what was his question? So here is Bill's question. I can't remember what he said. I took the start bit. So I think what he said was, you know, what advice or guidance would you give when it comes to disrupting yourself for continual personal growth, even when you love your status quo? That is a good one. The thing that springs to mind straight away is that, you know, achieving a a sense of calm is all a all a result of practice. You know, we've spoken about the sort of the experiential. You've you've got to actually experience the stuff. You we can talk about it all day long. We can talk about the best news we ever heard. We can 
intellectualize it to a certain extent. Um, sometimes we can just feel it and know it. Um, it. It affects all of us in different ways. But the real art of this is putting it into practice. And the thing that I've become acutely aware of is that you you have to constantly recalibrate. So as you go through life and as you experience and create an experience for yourself and and you're and despite being conscious of the you know that you are the awareness in which all experience happens you're going to run into different phases where you have to do a recalibration and I'll, I'll give you an example um you know you you can feel comfortable with the status quo at work and feel like you've got a great handle on your role you understand what talent you bring to the table maybe you're leading a team maybe you're on a team it doesn't really matter but you you're feeling pretty good about where you're at and then circumstances change the organization grows there's a desire to move you into a different position or or as the organization is scaling or retracting you're having to adjust your activity etc cetera, etc cetera. and throughout all of that you've got to find a real sense of connection and purpose and finding that that kind of purpose to create the experience you want to create whether it's maintaining the status quo or, or 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 you know creating an experience of of joy and comfort and calm sometimes requires you to recalibrate and you've got to look at your personal operating model you've got to look at your your feelings you've got to you've got to dial into how you're feeling as a result of that change um you've got to you've got to see what thinking you're attaching to and you've got to adjust your you've got to adjust your day and i know that personally i go through these in these waves of feeling overwhelmed with everything that i'm kind of involved in because of my insatiable curiosity but i adjust my process and i you know i i mean you've seen it i i create my big to do list and i write write it up on my whiteboard and i have my little check boxes and um and as soon as i adjust my process and i get my arms around it my my feeling changes and i'm i'm no longer attaching to the wrong headed thinking that i'm unable to cope i suddenly feel like i can cope and i and i feel like i'm i'm in control again and so there're these constant recalibrations of our of the way we like to show up um as an example that that i think are are essential as we as we grow and as we learn and 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 what have you and and so and i think if you if you don't acknowledge how you're feeling and you don't see that you're attaching to the wrong thinking and you don't make the necessarily necessary adjustments um 
the status quo, as we like to call it, very quickly becomes incongruent with what the stimulus of the world around you is throwing up. And it becomes increasingly difficult to maintain that status quo. That's that's my initial reaction to that question. Well, there's probably two hooks in there that I would like to riff off. One is just the idea of disruption. You know, because I think the piece that you point to there is disruption is going to happen one way or the other. That's what I hear in part of that is, you know, and sometimes disruption just lands on your doorstep and you didn't know it was coming and there's nothing you could do about it. And other times disruption might occur as a result of, I think you call it your insatiable curiosity, like seeing something and being like, oh, and you get your fingers in lots of pies. And then suddenly, as you say, there's a little bit of disruption, discombobulation, where it's like, whoa, hang on, what's going on? I've kind of lost my, feels like I've lost my, you've lost your balance for a while. And I think that's, see, because I think that is, first of all, it's just, like, it looks like it's our decision to disrupt ourselves. But but I think, to your point, life is one big, long journey of disruption. It's, Sometimes it, yeah. it sometimes it looks major and sometimes it looks minor, but the the second part to this is the idea that there is even a status quo. Like the bit that I hear in that is the idea of here and there. You know, wow! Like, what if I disrupt myself and I lose what I have here in the status quo, and it's not there? As though like there's something to hold on to versus, well, like if you get curious about something, you're like, there is no there. There's, there's just this perpetual here. And here is never static. Like it just, there's the illusion of the status quo. It's like, oh, everything, there's a status quo. It's just the same. But no, it's constantly changing. It's just the rate of change might be so slow that you don't, really notice it as much but it's just this constant evolution and then other times you get you're drawn towards something and it's like well why wouldn't you if you're drawn towards something like if someone said to me oh i don't know if i want to do something because what if i lose the status quo I'd be like are you been drawn towards it or are you been driven like are you doing it as you think you should or are you doing it because you want to like because if you're drawn to something it's like, get it, go anyway. You're going to be disrupted one way or the other. You might as well follow your curiosity, follow what you're drawn to do. If, on the other hand, you're thinking, I should do something because I'm supposed to disrupt myself in order to grow, um, that sounds like a terrible idea. Like, <laughs> don't, don't do that, no. you know? So that's, that's the illusion you're blowing up, my friend. You're saying... There is no status quo. There's no such thing as status quo. It's uh, it's one of our wonderful human creations. It doesn't exist. <laughs> I didn't I didn't realize that it was those saying, but I think I am. It's like it's a it's a lovely idea. It's just nonsense. I agree with that. I think um, I think if you look at it closely, 
There is no such thing as status quo. You would love there to be a status quo, a moment of calm, and maybe that is a that just echoes our desire for calm and quiet, um, and uh, and a bit of control and a bit of peace where we can get our arms around things. But the truth of it is, it's it we're in constant change and flux, and and. Um, and I do, I do think we hit these inflection points sometimes, and those inflection points probably come about when we are so incongruent with the stimulus around us because we're hankering or we we're clinging to what we think is a tried and tested formula to maintain the status quo that we then have to go through this inflection point, um, and then you know, and then we then we sort of hit the the new status quo, whatever that is, um, whatever illusion that is, um, as opposed to accepting that the volatility, the uncertainty, the, you know, the, the, the ambiguity of life is, is constant. And we have this remarkable ability to go through it by paying attention to how we're feeling and how we're thinking about it and reacting to it. And then just being very aware about the things we can do to get us through that next part of the adventure. I had a call with a client this morning, actually, which is totally in line with this. And they were telling me how they were limiting their they were limiting themselves in terms of uh their dreams or their goals because they didn't want to lose the feeling and and they've been on a like on a journey with us because you've been part of it in, in a group program for the last 12 weeks and what they've seen is the truth that like we're default good like and and they had this they were we were talking about when are you 10 out of 10 it's like when and this person said well when i'm carefree when i'm present and carefree i feel 10 out of 10 and what was interesting was it became a conversation where it was well i'm going to dampen my dreams because because that way hopefully i'll hold on to this feeling for longer and it became a really interesting conversation. Like that's, you can't, that is not how it works. Like you, you don't have to dampen mm. your dreams. There's no feeling to hold on to. That's the feeling of being present. And that is inside of you. It's nothing to do with the outside. If anything, it's the reverse. It's when you can see that you are default good, then you can dream as big as you want because there's no place better mm. than here. Because here is not, it's not like me sat in my office or you sat in yours or Boston or Manchester or it's here is this moment. It's this point in, in our beingness. It's like, that's where that feeling is. It's like, but dream big, like follow your heart's mm. desires. That is where growth and that, that's what the game of life is. It's like the game of life is a game of growth. It's a game of self-discovery. That's the beauty of it, but not because you're going to be better or more. It's just because that's the fun of the game is 
that you get to go on this journey of discovery, whether it's leading in a business, uh, in your personal, in relationships, learning new skills, taking up new hobbies, going on adventures, um, making money, um, going on, like, just like go take the full spectrum of experiences that you could possibly imagine. As like, play as, play as big as you play all out. Like if I, if Bill was here, I'd say to Bill, well, if there's no status quo and I'm putting on the table, everyone is inherently good. I'd just be saying to them, follow your heart's desires and trust like that. That's more, you can trust in what that feeling far more than you can in the thoughts that you might lose something or because that's just insecurity. Like that is the feeling. I know we've talked about this. That's the feeling of the tight fist is going, oh, but what if it doesn't work out? It's like, it all works out. You only know when you get there. But if the feeling of being drawn to do something, if it feels good, jump in, like jump off the imaginary edge and, you know, get yourself, get yourself soaking wet. Yeah, well, I think that that is one of the things, you know, and, and I think Bill um, from from uh, from beyond the grave would would uh, would really jump in here because he would say, "Look, you can you can operate from that closed space and continue to feel that sense of being overwhelmed, but just in control." Or you, or you can operate from that very aware place, that very open, creative place. And the more you learn to trust it, and the more that you can lean into it, you see the art of the possible. You can see what you can create from that, from that magical place. Cool. And I think that and it's difficult i mean it's very difficult for people you know when you're in a good place and things are going well work wise or in your love life or socially like it, it's you don't want to lose that good thing cuz you're like damn you know i've worked so hard and now i've i've got to that spot but the trick is to then go okay great now let me trust the insights from this good place this good place of feeling this good place of being let me trust the insights and take the next step and continue to create rather than batten down the hatches and go okay like now let's not have anything change like let's let's not uh, let's not jeopardize this good thing because at the back of the mind is the sense that oh my word something bad's going to happen and take this away it's like no. The only thing that's going to take it away is is your thinking and your your inertia. Like, don't allow inertia to set in. Like, keep taking the next step from that that place of good feeling. Trust the next step because the magic will continue. And um, it's yeah. It's but it's a difficult lesson to learn. I think. Well, it's like everything we're going to talk about, I think, for uh, the entire length of time this podcast lasts. Um, we all forget this, and then we all remember, and yet it's something that we all know, even when we don't think that we know it. It's like, um, 
you know, every part of creation involves destruction at some level. You know, if you think about your garden, you think about your house, you know, even think about like your wardrobe, like think about fashion, think about anything. Like, and I'm just thinking about stuff in the physical world. Like we don't really give it a second thought. We're like, oh, I'm going to prune the tree. Why? So that new leaves, new flowers can grow. Oh, I'm going to strip the wallpaper. Why? I'm going to paint it a different color. Something, something else is uh, something else is alive in me. Um, I'm going to, I'm going to do a spring clean of my wardrobe. I'm going to, I'm going to give myself a glow up. And I'm going to go to the shops and I'm going to replenish it, you know? It's like, it can be fun. It's like, if we see it, it's like, you know, you're going to be the common denominator is you. So you're not going to, you're not going to throw the things you care about on a bonfire. You know, like, that's not what we're saying. It's like, that's the, it's, you know, we just, it's, we go through this because we see something more. Like we get curious and it's like, oh, I'm, it's not that this is bad. It's just like, it's just time. It's just a moment where we're drawing a different direction. And we're, I think I said, we're in the moment, you know, finishing hopefully in the next 10 days, like I, I read on the downstairs of our house. My dad, my dad said to me, well, there was nothing wrong with your kitchen. I said, no, there wasn't. There was absolutely nothing wrong with my kitchen. It was just time. We'd seen something different and new and fresh in our imagination, and it was time to get into the game of seeing what was on offer. Going back to the, the recalibration thing, um, yes, another myth to blow up um, or an illusion to blow up is you know, w- when you're in this, when you're in that tight, closed minded, kind of state and your your awareness is low and you're kind of in the basement of your thinking you do feel overwhelmed and you have this profound sense that you just have no time you know and i experience this when i when i when my what does mavis call it when you when you become stupid <laughs> you know you you're in the basement um, and you have this profound sense of being overwhelmed and i have no time to get all the stuff that i want to do done for work, for life, for family, for whatever. It's like, it's too much. It's overwhelming. And the weirdest thing happens when you elevate your awareness and you, and then you recalibrate on your personal process or your operating model or, you know, your to-do list in my case, or, um, you know, your, you, and, and you just become more aware and you just start to do things that just, feel good and make sense and and you trust that process you end up being able to do twice as much it's the weirdest weirdest thing and you know and 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 i i work with some 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 leaders and and we talk about this notion of the leader a leader b which i think i've mentioned amy jen sue's book the leader you want to be and i just love the way she kind of articulates it when you're in leader B mode in that closed fisted mindset, you are you are just you're spinning your wheels. But as soon as you go up into that open leader A place of creativity and heightened awareness, 
you've got all the time in the world. And, you know, I, I, I love to, to, I always think of Nelson Mandela in this, like the way in which Nelson Mandela as this global statesman who was in the hearts of just about every living human being um, and, and imbued such a beautiful spirit of, of generosity and reconciliation and forgiveness and tolerance and love. He always seemed to have time for absolutely everybody. And, and it's, it's like you sort of, you can transcend the self, you get out of your head, you are just the awareness in which all experience takes place. And you just trust the process and you go and you create from there. And then the status quo, which is absolute nonsense, but let's, let's play this game for a second. The status quo is a constant sense of calm, peace, joy, happiness. And oddly enough, ironically, it becomes the very thing that you don't want to lose if you've got a handle on it in the first place. It becomes this perpetual status quo because your status quo is just you're in that flow. And and so, yeah, it's it's just, you know, I, I love blowing up those types of illusions because when people say to me, oh my God, I just don't have time for, like, I mean, you should see my calendar. It's top to bottom and I don't have time for my family and my kids and I don't exercise, da, da, da. And the only thing you need to change is your awareness. And as soon as you change your awareness, now you've got time to do twice as much. It's, it's a bizarre, beautiful thing that happens. And Bill and I used to, like when we did um, leadership sessions together, he used to love dragging me in because I had this story long before, long before I became uh, smart, as smart as I am now in, in terms of, of this knowledge. Um, I was pretty dumb around my awareness then. But even then I had a sort of personal operating model around keeping a diary and and doing meditation and trying to exercise. And, and he used to love asking me to put that into the room because what he was pointing to for the for the folks we were inducting or the leaders we were we were coaching is we were basically saying if you step back and spectate and observe yourself and regulate your behavior and make these necessary recalibrations and do things that afford you to become more aware, you create a space to create more, you, you create a, a place or a feeling where you can create from and be more effective. And so he used to point at that and he used to say, hey, Bilby, come in and tell them the story of like your morning routine. Um, and, um, and that's what the wise, uh, the, the wise sage Bill Munzit was pointing towards. Well, so if you were to give, like, we just come back to the questions, you know, what advice or guidance would you give to people who are looking to disrupt themselves for continued, continual personal growth? Or how do you disrupt yourself for continual personal growth, even when you love your status quo? 
what's your like what's your in a nutshell kind of what's your kind of final takeaway or comment to that or is it what you just said no i mean if i had to sum it up it's like stop paying attention to your thinking as much as you do because when you pay attention to your feelings and improve the quality of your thinking and your awareness of what you are actually creating you maintain a sense of calm that if you want to call that status quo go for it but you maintain a sense of calm that is far better than trying to anchor yourself in a momentary glimpse of what calm might look like because all of a sudden you feel in control so stop paying attention to that stuff trust the creative process that you can go through from that place of feeling good and you will achieve the calm you're, you're seeking. Yeah, I love that. My, mine would be um, like have no attachments. Like watch out for the watch out for the attachments, because that's a that's a clue that you're getting in your own way. So if you are thinking there's something to hold on to, then that's a clue. That's a clue that you're just slightly off-piste and come back and follow the feeling. Like, listen to what's true for you beneath your thinking and follow that. And my hunch is for anyone as they look back on their life right now at this moment, they'll be like, oh shit, that's how I created everything. And brother... In line with how we always finish these episodes, I'm going to put you on the spot. What would be your bumper sticker for today's episode? Well, I'm going to channel my uh, inner Bill Munzit, and my bumper sticker for life would be Every Day is Hawaiian Shirt Friday. Beautiful. Beautiful. The perfect finish to our episode in honor of our friend, Mr. Munsert. Um, brother, thank you for this. It's been a fun discussion. Um, I hope everyone listening, I'm sure they did. Well, I hope everyone listening enjoyed it. Bill, I hope you enjoyed it wherever you are. Yep. Lots of love, Bill, wherever you are. And to all of the people that he mentored, coached, was friends too i'm sure they will uh they will echo our sentiment that uh he was a great guy and had such a love of life and love of people and uh set such a wonderful example so this was in honor of him so this was good